CD Projekt Red, developers of Cyberpunk 2077, said um, that they, <laughs> they're they going to be thinking in the future about how they're going to market their games because they did a bad job marketing Cyberpunk. Hmm. And that it, like, has me thinking about, like, what point do you think they came to that realization? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like, because here's the thing. Looking at the trailers for that game made it was like it was like anti Peter video game. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a game where it's like you'd be stealing money, doing coke and fucking women. It's like, oh, my gosh, that's not what I want. But what came out was that what you really wanted was a pixelated blobby buggy mess. Broken mess. Yeah, yeah. exactly what I wanted. <laughs> but at what point? Like, because it was not just like one ad that was like that for that game. You know what I mean? Like every single thing in the lead up to that game coming out was like, for me as someone who plays video games, like I was trying to make people not see it who don't play games because I think it gives a wrong impression right. about what video games are. You know what I mean? Um, but it's just like, do you think that they, that at, at, after all of this, I mean the big patch notes have come out for that first update after everything. Do you think they that's when they took a step back and said, maybe we went in the wrong direction? Or do you think it was like while it was happening, but they were kind of like, well, we've already sort of committed to this. This this sounds like someone this sounds like someone got fired and then they had to rehire that position and they're like, we're gonna start fresh, guys. Yeah. But I mean at this point too, I, I assume that they are referring to, and I don't have that direct quote here, um, because I'm <laughs> great at this. But like I assume that they are not referring to like how they're going to continue to market cyberpunk, but how they're going to go forth doing whatever comes next for them. Right? Like it's not, cause at this point you can't pivot. You can't be like, this game is actually a lot kinder. Than, <laughs> like, <laughs> I spent, I spent so many, so much time with all of these people, but are they even my friends? Like, yeah, do they just like me for my guns or my I, cyber arms. Yeah. I feel like sometimes like, marketing anyway you kind of have to look past if you like a product because i don't always agree with it and part probably like a really good example that has nothing to do with video games has to do with dr pepper are you familiar with the dr pepper 10 ads um i might be but i need you to elaborate some more before i know if, 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 if so I, I i don't know if you knew this but like people people associate diet drinks with women apparently sure uh, and, uh, Dr. Pepper diet, Dr. Pepper, by the way, my favorite diet drink of all time. You don't even taste, you don't even taste that it's diet. You taste maybe 24 flavors. One of them is a little bit of aspartame, but, uh, it, it's good. I recommend it, but diet Pepsi. I'm a fan. Yeah. But, but uh, Doc, Dr. Pepper decided that not enough people and by people, I mean, not enough men were buying diet drinks. So they started okay. this ad campaign. This must have been in like the like mid 2000s for Dr. Pepper 10. And it was their their slogan was Dr. Pepper 10. It's not for women. <laughs> <laughs> and like the commercials, it was like all these men doing like really like manly things like driving Humvees and like going through yeah. the forest. And then the very <laughs> end, it would be like, it's not for women. <laughs> When was this? Must have been in like the, the mid two thousands. Yeah, that's far too late <laughs> <Recent>. for that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, geez. I and I imagine that this was not met with like a warm response from anyone, or maybe maybe from like dude bros, but like. And this is literally this is a banner ad from their campaign. It's all twenty three flavors, just ten 
manly calories. And then it says below mm. that, sorry, ladies, Dr. Pepper 10 isn't for women, <laughs> but we have something more your speed at drpepper.com. I can only imagine what happened when you went to drpepper.com during this campaign. <laughs> oh, I, I don't even know how to, where to start with unpacking that. Oh my gosh. So I think, I think, I think uh, the, the people at Cyberpunk, the new PR company, should say, Cyberpunk, it's not for men. Not for men. And then really like, <laughs> no. turn it on its head and really make people like, no, Cyberpunk is for me. And then they'll start playing it more. Yeah, geez. Oh my gosh, that's that's bad. It's that's pretty, really bad. Yeah. Not a high point in the Dr. Pepper world. Cinematic no. universe. And the DPCU. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that because it's kind of like the DCU. The Oh wait, DC No, the DP. Wait, no, what's what's the the, what's the like DC, DC? Ex- extended universe? DCEU? Oh, DCEU. Yeah. yeah okay, that is. Oh, because they wouldn't call it the DCCU. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why would yeah. they do that? <laughs> Why would they do that? Why? Did you watch the Snyder Cut yet? No, I don't I don't I don't have four hours, but I did see like a study show that most people who started it didn't finish didn't it. Didn't finish it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't. I was gonna do uh, here's the thing, I was going to actually fun story. I saw the first version of that with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I I was gonna watch it and then I heard a total of 24 minutes of the four-hour movie were in slow motion and I said actually I don't I'm not I can't it's a considerable chunk of time it's hitbox. To Hitbox episode number 37. My name is Peter Hunspitek, and joining me as always is my wonderful co-host Justin Makovich. How are you, Justin? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing fairly well. Uh I uh oh, it's like it's like 80 degrees out today. I know. I'm wearing you know, it's shorts. Funny. I am having flashbacks of when we first started recording our podcast because we started what, like June, July? Yeah. Uh, must have been later than that. Maybe August. It was, it was like right around when Last of Us came, uh, Part 2 came out, right? Yeah. So it was June then, maybe. And that, I mean, it, it gets hot here in Illinois. Oh, yeah. Um, and my computer, the fan would be blowing, and I couldn't have any fans on in here because I didn't want to disrupt the, you know, the audio quality or anything. And today, I have all the lights out. I just turned my lamp off because it was getting too hot. No <laughs> fans. Uh, I'm... Um, I'm I'm marinating a nice old stink in Uh-oh. here. I'm I, I'm gonna be excited to take a nice cold shower after this, um, and it'll be cold for about mm, ten seconds, and then I'm gonna say that's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> go back to hot as you can go. Yeah, yeah. So, Justin, what have you been playing this week? Because I want to talk about video games. It, it, we're it's we're recording on a Tuesday. Last Sunday, I think was the first Sunday in 37 weeks that I didn't talk to you. I know that was, that was crazy. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, uh, out. I had a, a vacation that we extended a little bit, um, to, uh, <laughs> Wisconsin. I know, right. Ah. Vacation town. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, I did have time to play a lot of video games cause it was my spring break and I spent literally all of that time almost over a day, actually oh, over a day of my spring break playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That's awesome. And, do you like it? Like, I hope so, right? It's a day. It's 
over 24 hours. All right, now here's the controversial opinion here. Uh-oh. The medium, better than Assassin's Whoa, Creed Valhalla. what the hell? I know, what's wrong I bet with you, you wouldn't oh think gosh. I would say that. And oh this is gosh. coming from someone who's platinumed Origins and Odyssey and liked both of those games a lot. So what do, uh, what what don't you like about it? What, okay, I mean, I guess my like I'm just hung up on the medium thing. <laughs> like, what don't you like about this game so much that the medium is better than this? Uh, I I just feel the uh, I'm comparing it directly to the other two Assassin's Creed yeah. games, and uh, it's so much less than those two hmm. to me. Uh, I think the combat's kind of great. It's fun. Um, yeah. Well, the not all the combat, the base combat. I feel like the abilities aren't as fun to use in this game as they were in the other ones. Um, the what are the, are the skill points that you like build up and things like that. I think the whole unlock tree to get yeah. skills is just dumb in this game. Yeah, I I never like it when games are like, if you unlock this, you're gonna do two percent more whatever damage. Because right. like I guess you know eventually two percent eight times starts to. It, yeah, you it know, starts to matter. add up and everything, but it, this but game like, it like requires you to like not save up skill points because right. that's how you up up your power level. It's not about your gear; it's about the your skill points. And every time you level up, you get two skill points. So I guess to be level two eighty, which is the max power level, I think you have to level up one hundred and forty times. Uh, perhaps. I but mean, that, the, I mean that game gives skill points away like it's candy just yeah, like literally like yeah i mean it's not it's not hard to do necessarily but i think i'm like power level 110 right now in that yeah. range uh and i think looking at the playstation achievements i'm about 60 way 60 percent of the way through the main story um which seems crazy considering i put a lot of time in it but i like to play the game uh very kind of methodically like fill out like go around the whole area get everything in an area and then move on however mm -hmm. that's not the way to play assassin's creed valhalla because you pretty much go to every place in the campaign <laughs> that's yeah. on the map so yes. there's so many things when i'm trying to get this treasure chest or do this thing that i couldn't get because it was locked and i thought it was some environmental puzzle that i had to do so i'm spending like like minutes not like like a half hour hour trying to like do something i finally look it up online and they're like oh yeah you gotta get to this point of the campaign first and i'm like yeah damn i wasted my time and then you know the fourth time i did that uh fourth time's a charm i stopped doing that because it wasn't fun to do that anymore um and then there's actually some puzzles that i just skipped that i could have done but uh the i mean that's annoying i think the skills are annoying I, but I think I, I never thought I'd say this, but I miss the random loot drops that you used to get in the other ones, like huh. getting um, a more powerful spear. So then I would use that spear instead of my normal sword, because I find like that would make me like really like experiment with the weapons. But yeah, now but I've been using like, like the basic axe the whole time. And yeah. like, I don't want to use anything else because that's the thing that's leveled up all the way. So if yeah. I use a different weapon to try, I have to either spend all my silver to upgrade that, and I'm not able to, or I am like just dealing with a weaker weapon, so why would I do that? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it just makes the gameplay and the combat after a while just a little stale because you're just using the same weapon, the same items, the same stuff, and you do sure. get some skills here and there, but they're not like game-changing to a way that, that makes it like usable. But I do like their parry system. Um, I yeah. do like the general kind of combat that that you're that you're going with. I think some of the boss fights are really fun uh, that I've done so far. Uh, but between like the the loot 
between the upgrades of the skills, between the power level stuff. It's just frustrating, but that's not the worst thing. The worst thing is what they've done to stealth. I I mean, that's just not in there. It's not in <laughs> like, there. Basically, yeah. And I used to love going to like a, a stronghold and there's like two elite guys you have to kill, five chests you have to get in mm-hmm. here. And it was just like a bunch of checkboxes. And like, I really felt like I could go through these encounters in any way I wanted to. And I could like, you know, either kind of go in uh, to a place where I was severely underleveled and like sneak and just stealth kill everyone, or I could go into a place and just like be the, like scream combat and just have them all come at me. And sometimes that was mm-hmm. a lot harder, more impossible to do. But like this one, it's just kind of like, yeah, you can stealth, but you don't get rewarded for it, and it's not necessarily easier to do. And there's not like good places to hide in these places. So I'm finding that doing the side quests and checking off the boxes is just not fun and i worry what's going to happen when i have the thousands of things to check off the map when i'm done if i want to platinum this and i don't think i want to do that because well not only do you have to check all those things off then they have the fishing achievement you got to get all the damn fish in the game fishing have you fished yet i tried i I looked up (laughs) guides and i'm like what um did you did you get to the point in the story where they make you do it i don't remember probably not if you're telling me that and i'm confused about it it happens randomly for no reason, like midway through where <laughs> they're just cool. like, let's fish. Cool. It's like, oh, OK. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like you will learn how to do that. But um, it's interesting. A lot of those things that you don't like are actually what I like about the game. For example, like I am actually I'm like, I don't love that skill tree, but I don't mind it necessarily. Have you been you've been finding those books, right? Those tomes yeah. of yeah, like yeah. skills, because those are the things that I found to be much much cooler than the actual like skill points or whatever you uh, abilities that you get in that skill tree because a a lot of that stuff is in my opinion really inconsequential but um with the the tomes being like all right i'm gonna do the scorpion thing with like i grapple a guy and i cut his head off or whatever um those are those are cooler to me um but then also the gear stuff i could not stand in assassin's creed Greece, Greek, what was Odyssey? it called? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, I thought it was, uh, I was going to call it Assassin's Creed Athena, but that's not right, obviously. Um, it is like every single fight you pick up a new weapon is like, oh, I guess this is my new weapon now because it's two points higher. Same thing with armor. Like, okay, I guess this is my new helmet now because it's two points higher. And and I felt like I spent so much of that time, uh, so much time in that game just running around picking up new gear after every single fight. Whereas in Valhalla, I appreciate that it's kind of like, I mean, I used that starting axe that was my father's axe throughout that whole game, except I found a two-handed axe that lit people on fire, um, which I thought was kind of fun, but then it kept lighting me on fire. Um, (laughs) And also, like, for whatever reason, I like, the plot gets fantastical in some places, and, like, obviously it's not meant to be taken, like, this is real, like how Assassin's Creed sort of used to be. Um, but like, for whatever reason, it was breaking the immersion that I had an axe that lit people on, like a magic axe, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? When everything else was like pretty grounded. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I left that. But um, but th- that's kind of what I like about it. But I can totally see why, like, that's not really your thing. Yeah, well, and, like, to be clear, my dislike with it has to do with the fact that this is, like, my annual Platinum game that I enjoy to, like, sit down with. Yeah. The the way that the story is being told is a lot 
better. It's like I feel like there's a lot of like story that's happening, a lot of character stuff that's happening. Um, it, it's paced better than I think a lot of the other um, recent remakes of the Assassin, not remakes, reboots of the Origins and mm-hmm. Odyssey stuff. Um, I do like that. Uh, I think uh, some of the story stuff is a little. I don't care about some of these shires that you're going into. Um, the it's the bigger world stuff that's more interesting, mm-hmm. like the stuff with. Uh, and I'm to the point where I'm starting to get a little bit more of that bigger stuff that I like. It's just such yeah. a slow burn. I mean, 30 hours, and I'm like, I'm only tasting this now. Um, and uh, uh the. Yeah, I, I think the story stuff is good and the combat is good and the and the weapon stuff, the streamlining is good. It's just when I this is gonna be like a hundred hour platinum, it looks like. I can't do this for a hundred hours. Right. So right. that makes sense. Uh the story stuff I found like what I appreciated about the way it's sort of like episodically told, you know what I mean, going to these different places, is that like the first thirty minutes of of meeting the characters in whatever um Lincolnshire or whatever um is like right away i can tell like is this going to be a story i'm interested in yeah. no <laughs> podcast <laughs> like you know what i mean like yeah. i'm going to listen to some music or whatever um so i i totally get that but i do appreciate that it's kind of like okay well i'm going to tune out sort of for this one but oh this one seems more interesting so i'm going to be really invested in that um and then and i sort of talked about this and i assume that you can assume this as well uh like when those stories start to intersect is it's always the cool ones that intersect where you're like, Oh, these, I like these characters. I like these characters. And so when stuff happens there, that's when, um, that sort of gets interesting for me. No, I think I compared it oh, to ahead. my dad watching empire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I like it in the same way that my dad really liked empire where like, I thought it wasn't like, let me say this. I thought it had a really good start, but then it just sort of turned into like a soap opera. Um, but that's what I liked about it, that it was sort of like, I didn't have to think really hard about it. Um, this might be light spoiler stuff. So mm. if, if if you deem it to be spoiler, so cut me out. Um, yeah. At the beginning of the game, you get this choice about your your character's gender. And they say there are two DNA streams that are intersecting. Yeah. Now, you can choose between either the, the male or the female one or let it choose itself. However, what I find super interesting is that's not what they're talking about. They are essentially using a plot device with the fact that you are also connected to Odin, if I'm correct. Okay. Am I wrong? Uh, I didn't. I have a question for you. Yeah. (laughs) And this is and there's no way to ask this without it being sort of spoilery. But you're 30 hours in, so I'm going to assume yes. Have you been to Asgard? And I did it super under leveled. And that was probably the best fighting experience of the game. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, cool. Uh, I I played that story, the Asgard stuff, up until it asked, it made me solve two riddles, and I was like, I'm not that invested in this. I don't really understand what's going on. I'm going to go back to the real world, which is what I prefer in this game. Um, So I did not finish that stuff. Oh, so you didn't even go to Jotunheim? No. Oh, okay. Is it good? Is it cool? I mean, like, no, it just—it wasn't very. It did nothing for me. Yeah, I'm underleveled, and I and I do I do agree with you that that stuff is not good. It's not as like mythical or like out of this world as I would hope it would be. You have yeah. another generic enemy type that you have to fight. Uh, They're you all the fight, same. Did you fight the builder character? 
Uh, he came by. And okay. Then- okay. So, like, again, sorry if you're the spoilers, but uh, <laughs> like, uh, that was actually one of the more engaging boss fights of the game. One that was like hard, and I'm like, mm-hmm. is this Dark Souls? Like, when did this become Dark Souls all of a sudden? Um, so they, there's some good stuff there, and I think there's some interesting part of the story. But the two DNA streams they're talking about is that you're that character. But by the way, he doesn't go by Odin. He was going, called a different name, so I was very um, confused. Um, 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 Hala, or no. So Hava. Mm, no. I don't, I don't remember. It, it, but, it was it was oh, who Odin. Like they yeah, also yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that until he is like, I was Odin in this dream. But that's the DNA stream thing they're talking about. So that's mm. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, are you playing it? How are you playing it? Like the what what I, I let it choose for me automatically. Yeah. The, the gender. And I started off as the girl, and it sounded like she had like a frog in her throat the whole time. Yeah, so I played, I started, I started by letting it choose because I was like, oh, this would be cool, yeah. it'll cycle back and forth. And then it literally never switched. Like, I, I don't know if it was a bug oh, or you, whatever. You can switch. Well, no, no, I'm saying like, because it says that it chooses for you and then it oh. switches on its own at certain points in the story. And I played it for oh. 15, 20 hours, never switched. And so I said, all right, I'm going to be the dude because I prefer the voice actor. I, yeah, I could not get over the 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 woman voice actor in it. It just sounded like, and this is like I played the last one as Cassandra because I thought she was the the better um, voice actor. Heck, yeah. And a really cool thing is I and I really like what they did with the last one is how you could play Cassandra or uh, forget the name of the Alexios. You could play either one of them, and the one you didn't chose was the bad the guy enemy, right? Yeah. But then in this one, the canon ending or the the way they do it in canon is that Cassandra, no matter what, is the descendant one that you're doing. So it was just kind of like a cool little like story thing that they that they decided to keep with that but yeah um yeah but anyhow assassin's well, creed sorry. Valhalla yeah. not bad but not as good as the medium <laughs> that's busted dude I remember disagree. i said halo wasn't as good as the medium dude i can't like i have to i can't think about it because it bums me out <laughs> it's it's really good it's really good not the medium halo uh and assassin's creed valhalla i liked i liked it up to finish which was like when I started it, I was like, I'm not gonna, yeah. <laughs> like, no. Um, but again, I think that's a strong opening. And then kind of. A little slow, but then it gets kind of loses it. Yes, yes, it does. What about you? What have, what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing two things. First of all, I finished Near Automata. Ooh. Now I, you say finished. I saw every single ending except for one because, because there's, if you don't know, there are 26 different endings in Nier Automata. I saw 25 of them because one of them required you to own every single weapon and have it upgraded to the max to fight an Mm. enemy. Uh, And I looked at that and I said, I'm okay. (laughs) Was that the the big head dude? With Emil. He's like a shopkeeper guy. Yeah, but then you like go to that weird world of the desert. Did you try that fight at all? No, I could like I couldn't even access it. Oh, I don't think. Well, either way, spoilers I don't have a save file anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. It's part of the yeah. game. It's part of the ending. It's part ending. of the game. Um, so, yes, I actually, now that I've sat with it, uh, I think it's one of the best games I've played in a very long time. I watched some a handful of hour-long videos of people talking about what they think it's actually about. And, they, and, and people compare it to, like, uh, other sort of landmark achievements in video game storytelling and and narrative uh, like Bioshock or, or yeah. other things by saying like, hey, this is kind of like you could analyze it like a book or like yeah. a, like a movie. Um, and I've it has been circling in my brain ever since. 
Uh, uh, You've never posed this question to me, nor have I posed this question to myself, but now that mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking of it and reflecting on it, hearing you talking about, I would be confident to say it's probably one of my favorite video game stories of all time. I didn't get it. Here's the thing. I like I finished it, and I was like, okay, that was cool. And then, like, so I rolled credits, like, the fifth time. <laughs> so, like, I got, I, got, I got one of the final endings. Yeah, yeah. Um, light spoilers here. Once you go and you, you are given a choice at the very end that was like an incredible choice like it was like all leading up to this moment where you choose between playing one character or the other and then you fight them and it was like it, it tells you like who do you choose and then you click it and it's like are you sure and i'm like oh this is so cool <laughs> so you do, you do the, the final boss fight uh you get to the credits and um then i had to be done for the night because it was like a real late um picked it up again the next day I was like, I, I want to see what that other ending is. I got it. And then there is a, an, a secret ending after that, that really cements what the game is actually about and what it's trying to say. And that is where it like, Clicks. you go, Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great game. I have two it's questions for you. Game. One. Yes. Yes. Uh, did you get the platinum? I do have the platinum for it. Isn't that the best way to get a platinum ever? Every game should just be like, all right, you finished. Do you want the platinum? Just buy all these achievements. Yep. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, there's literally a shop that you get to once you get through pretty substantial point in the game, like far in the game. It's not early, but you, you have can to beat it. You have to. Well, the whole thing. Oh, you have to get one of the you have to get one of the finale endings. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then you can go back and you can buy the achievements for like a, or the or the trophies for uh, a lot of m- uh, money. But you can just save scum it. And uh, it is it is great. I loved it because there's some of those trophies like I would not have gotten the platinum that game after reading some of those trophies. No, but like just all. buying them being like no guilt. All right. Here's a million credits. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And this is going to be a very leading question. This is my second question. Uh, yes. Uh, wasn't pascal's storyline the best ever it really i i'm like thinking about it getting very like yes it, i think it is a, a spoilers for near automata <laughs> um, <laughs> so okay uh, if you haven't played it go play it it's it's actually very good it's on game pass um great game so with pascal i think like their story is like so indicative of what the game is trying to talk about and trying to find like meaning and choice and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and like what makes people alive and all that kind of stuff. And the ending to it, when all of those kids, all of those little robots kill themselves because of the fear that he taught them. It's like so impactful. And then he asks you like, what, either wipe my memory or kill me. And this video I watched said like, I chose to walk away because it goes against like what I believe as a person. And I was sitting there. I was like, Oh, I, I wiped his memory. <laughs> like, whoops. Um, but that choice is so indicative of like what the game is trying to say. And the questions that it asks and poses are like all right there. And I think that's so cool. I think yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. To be clear, I wiped his memory too. Um, because I, 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 I didn't feel like it was fair for him. And I, and no. I don't know like what is fair, but I didn't think it was fair to leave him with that memory, knowing yeah, who me he neither. was and where he came from. And I didn't want to kill him either because I thought that was like even no, that was even that that was the wrong one for me. Yeah. But, oh, there's so much in that story. Like when, when you you get into that big mech and you fight that mech. Uh, oh my god, it's just like there's so Pass many. Pascal, like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, like there's just so many good moments, and it's leading to that whole thing, and then you finally do it to protect him. Like oh, it's so good. 
That's great. What a good game. What so a good. solid stellar game. Yeah, and in it like I've been it's it's the first game since The Last of Us Part 2 that I've sort of walked away from and like really really been picking it apart in my head going like what did that mean and and what is this trying to say and and all that kind of stuff. Um it is a spectacular game that I like, I think I I could talk about for hours. I really I think I really could. But yeah, so I finished that and then I started up Outriders on Game Pass. Have you played Outriders since it's come uh, out? Uh, I have not. I, it's downloaded on my X. Okay, here's why. It's on my Xbox One. <laughs> right, because it's free on Game Pass for the Xbox, but not on the PC, right? Correct, which I'm upset about. But I have it downloaded. I just haven't played it because, yeah. again, over a day of Assassin's Creed that yeah. I don't like that much. Yeah, it's, that's kind of weird. I am a weirdo. I get it. Yeah. Um, the game's pretty good. I think it's a like a deeply, deeply flawed video game, <laughs> but uh, I am enjoying it actually quite a bit. Uh, I've not played with anyone because I don't want to, but um, <laughs> but like I, I really, really like it, which is weird because it's kind of like, well, I don't like this about it. I don't like that about it. I don't like that. So what do I like about this? I just think the combat's very satisfying um, and that sort of like numbers go up part of my brain is is fun and good um it, do and it's you like color. the story or no <laughs> no um it's just like it's it's uh, here's the thing though justin yes because it's stupid because like all the characters are like it can't pick a tone it can't decide as, if it's going to be like gritty and like like horrific or if it's trying to be like kind of silly and funny and the main character like goes from like cracking jokes to like holding someone's throat when like hold, like trying to keep their blood in their body <laughs> like in the span <laughs> of like two seconds um it is it is like they can't pick what they want i don't understand what we're doing uh like i was on board i was on board with it. like i got everything and then um like then, then you start like traveling around the map and I was like, why didn't we go back to where we were? Like, we did the first thing that they asked us to do. Like, we should go back and talk to them again. Um, but it's it's good. I like it. Um, it's goofy. And and I'm going to try and beat it before a new replicant comes out at the end of this month. Because uh, it's fun. It's fun. Put on the Series X. There's a lot of loading screens in that game, though. Even a for a Series X game. So that's why I'm also kind of like not into playing it for uh, the xbox one well i don't i don't like i don't have anything to compare it to i guess but like every time you let's say open a door fade to black two seconds two seconds cinematic open the door fade to black <laughs> like it is it is a little egregious with that sort of stuff um and the always online thing doesn't i don't love so like you know how you can't pause in like dark souls because you're like online same thing. You can't pause in Outriders, which sucks because I am a, I've got things to do, like texts to get back to, like people. You know what I mean? Like, I, like yeah, there are yeah, things yeah. in my life. Um, so it's not always like super great when it's like I can't pause this. Um, but every time you load it up to, um, you have to start from the main menu because it's like you you timed out of your last session. Um, but yeah, it's I, I like it. It's in color, which is like. You're looking at me funny. Let me explain. Like, <laughs> I feel like they're like this game is such a. It starts out and it wants to be like a gritty war 
thing. Yeah. And like you look at games like Gears of War or a lot of Call of Duty, whatever. And those games are like basically just black and white and brown. Like it's just there's nothing to them. But it's like really vibrant and it kind of reminds me of like Avatar, the not the mm-hmm. airbender, but like James Cameron. Yeah. Um, which which uh, cool. Like, again, it was nice to play a game. You walk out because I'm, I'm talking over myself here in the demo. <laughs> it starts and you're like in this beautiful tropical world and then like flash forward you're just like in like muddy trenches and it's all black white brown gray and then as soon as you exit the demo part of the game you're like outside and you're looking around and it's just like green trees and like it's a good look and i like it and i'm enjoying it i wish i wish it was was on the playstation 5 I mean, it is. You can you can play. It I on wish there it was to. free, minus the fact that uh, you pay for Game Pass on mm-hmm, PlayStation mm-hmm, Five. Mm-hmm. You could play Oddworld. I downloaded it. I that that <laughs> game is gonna have to make some headlines for me to be like, hey, I'll I'll give this a shot. Well, I mean, add to be your, like, add it to your cart. You might as well. Yeah, because I'll just have it. But yeah, you never know. Um, One day, what what if all of a sudden you're like, you know what, puzzle platformers. That's my thing right now. <laughs> I mean, I like puzzle platformers, okay? It's just like... Uh, I played Oddworld when I was a kid on the original Xbox. I remember that, and that was fine. <laughs> Perfectly fine. <laughs> I did not care. Anyway, um, did you play Monster Hunter? Have you... like like the, Everyone has been losing their minds over Outriders and Monster Hunter, and I saw a tweet um, that said... I know everything I need to know about you, depending on if right now you're playing Outriders or Monster Hunter. And obviously, <laughs> I'm in, I'm in Camp Outriders. Uh, where have you? Are you a Monster Hunter guy? Uh, no, I'm in Camp Assassin's Creed. Where does that put me in that guy's in that guy's purview? <laughs> it tells, like. it tells me you're late. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but do you know anything about this game? Because here's the thing: people are going nuts over this thing. And I remember, was it Monster Hunter World? Yeah, that was the last one that came out. I remember yeah. when that came out, and like people, I mean, p- people played it obviously, but it seems like people are going nuts for this game. Are you? Have you ever played any of the Monster Hunter games? Yeah, I, I bought Monster Monster Hunter Three Ultimate for the Wii U. It was like five bucks at a Toys R Us. What was I doing at a Toys okay. R Us when I had? What? Why do I have a Wii U? All these questions are good ones, <laughs> but I have both. Sure. And. I started playing it and I was like, oh, it's kind of like I looked at some reviews of it. Oh, like it looks like a little bit of a Dark Souls kind of game. And then you start playing it and then you're like, you're like using, you're, you're making sure your blade's sharp and you're like cooking meat and you're, and you're eating the meat. And then you, you were fighting like a little dinosaur thing that's not even that interesting of a character. And I was like an hour in and I'm like, I'm done. This is like, like I had literally like a computer open and I was like, mm-hmm. what the hell do I do kind of thing? Um, so I played that. And um, Monster Hunter is like a really, really big thing that I never, never got into myself. And uh, I knew why the second I played Monster Hunter 3. It was just very (laughs) dense. You said it's like Dark Souls is like in terms of what, like the combat? It looked like it a little bit in terms of like rolling, fighting, hitting a sword. Like that's what I thought it was when I was going to play it. I was like, oh, whatever. This game is cheap enough. It looks like a little Dark Souls game. I'll try it. See what it's like. It's not like that. Then you had the Monster Hunter World come out. 
And that was the first Monster Hunter game that I think became accessible enough for more mainstream people to start playing it. Ma- Got mainstream it, okay. gamers. It wasn't so much of a little niche game anymore. It was a little bit easier to play. Uh, uh, the online aspects of it, while frustrating from what I heard, people liked that kind of stuff. And uh, then people, once they had that in their um, in their brain... They went back and played some other Monster Hunter games and liked them. Uh, I almost actually, I was for a while waiting to play the Monster Hunters uh, game for the Switch before Rise. It was like Monster Hunter Generation, no, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, something like that. It it was like not a mainline game, right? Uh, maybe it was I think it was like a remake of something that came out for the oh, okay. switch um, and I, I played the demo for that and I was like I could actually see myself liking this um, but uh, I, I I didn't stick with it and then I played the Monster Hunter Rise demo and I was like oh this is kind of more actiony I kind of like this a lot um, and you know I probably will play it I'm not not going to play it uh, I just uh, haven't like I will play it before the year is out Sure, got it. Um, it's just, it's not like I don't have time for a, a game. And people are complaining. They're like, oh, it's only 50 hours. And once you're done, you're done with the content. Only 50 hours and you're mad at that, man. Whew. I also, this might be a controversial opinion. I like when games are like, that's your lot. Like, <laughs> like thanks for playing, go home. I like, I like it when a game is over. Does that make sense? Like, I know... Lots of, and, I, and I understand I'm in a privileged place where I play a lot of games and like, you know, some people buy one game a year um, and they want it to last them a really long time. But uh, I, I really appreciate when a game is like the end. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, and and I, fe- I feel like the Rise is is kind of a game that it's a lot more mobile. Uh, you have like a thing that you go around with. And from what I hear, there's a story, too. And like the stories, mm-hmm. like there's not like a crazy story, but there's like NPC characters, and it just feels like a more complete game with a story than sure. a traditional just go out to hunt to get another weapon. And you still have that part of the game, but um, I don't know. I, I think this this <clears throat> might be the more accessible one to start with. Yeah, because here's the thing. So I've never played these games um, because to me they give me. It's interesting that you mentioned that they reminded you sort of of Dark Souls at face value. They remind me of what I didn't like about the Witcher. Mm. And I mean, there were many things that I didn't like about the Witcher. Um, but Gwent playing a video game. Stop trying to get me to play another game, video game. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, speaking of Assassin's Creed, that Orlog dice game that you need to have to do the platinum. And I say, screw that. Yeah, I didn't do that. It's yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, what you didn't Um, like about the, it, the Witcher kept trying to get me, and, and I know that this is what people like about it, and so, like, I recognize my, like, this is just my opinion, uh, obviously. Um, I didn't like that, like, I didn't like having to research stuff to then go kill it. Like, I just wanted to go up and hit it with my sword, but you hit it with your sword, and it's like, uh, <laughs> you've fallen into my trap. And it's like, oh, I didn't. <laughs> you've laid a trap I, card. I didn't drink the right potion or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so like, that's what monster hunter seems like. You got to research the monsters. You got to know what kind of weapons going to be good against them. Like all that preparation stuff. I get that. That's what people like. And weirdly enough, like that seems like the kind of thing that I would like. It's just like, it doesn't, it doesn't do much for me. Um, and, and it seems like doing taxes in the same way that the witchers kind of felt like doing taxes and doing homework. Like, you know, I would say the, from what I've read and from what I played, 
Rise and Monster Hunter World are much more accessible that you don't have to necessarily mm-hmm. play the game like that and do all this crazy research. They try to make the systems easier for, for the player to make it a little bit uh, more simplistic. So, you know, maybe th- maybe try out that demo. If you really, if you still don't like the demo after playing it, then, you know, you don't have to do it. But mm-hmm. maybe just get that experience of it to, to one of those, like, well, I've tried it, you know, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Um, That's very true. But I, I, I don't disagree with that critique of it because... Um, if you thought the Witcher was bad, the Monster Hunter Three Ultimate was like even that's worse. what the game is, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, isn't Mila, Mila jo- Jovovich is in it? Yeah, uh, uh, would you say Ron Perlman, mm, Ti? Yeah. Okay, they're all in it, right? Ti Ti's in it. Oh, Monster Hunter, right? He's a rubber band man. Uh, he's also a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, there are some things that. Like, I don't even want to discuss on this show. That's, like, how graphic what? it is about this guy. Oh, okay. Well, geez. Well, speaking of which, wasn't he an Ant-Man and the Wasp? He was. And I believe after the things he sort of said afterwards, Disney was like, mm, mm, I don't know about you. I don't know about you, T.I. Um, so you're telling I, me he likes body pillows? Uh, uh, no. he's. <laughs> I would say he's anti-body pillow based on his sort of behavior. Oh, do you not know about this? I don't want to Google it. I'm no no qualms about Googling body <laughs> pillows, but the second gonna, you bring TI up, I'm like, you know what? Probably good. All right, you know what? We're gonna take a break and I'm gonna tell you about this. <laughs> all right, we're back. Uh so I explained sort of TI's whole situation to Justin, and he didn't understand that I was making a joke about the Monster Hunter movie. Do you know this? There's the Monster Hunter movie with Wait, Mila he was jo- in the Monster Hunter. I, I thought, was making a joke. Mila Jovovich, she is the actress who's in all the Resident Evil movies and then Monster Hunter. Ron Perlman was in that movie too, I guess. T.I. was also there. Um, I thought they were in Monster Hunter Rise and now the world makes more sense. Yes, I made that joke earlier to like literally silence basically from you and I was like, got it. All right, got cool. It. Tough crowd. Cool, cool, cool. So, so now, um, now, is, now is the point where we discuss the plot of the Monster Hunter movie, right? Uh, I don't. Like that was not even on my radar. Like I remember, I remember when it like when the first trailer came out because everyone was like, "This is gonna be bad." (laughs) Guess what? I I have not heard great things about it Um, from people who love Monster Hunter, no less. Uh, Are we ever gonna get good game movies? Uh, Yeah, it looks like um, Space Jam Two is gonna be a really weird (laughs) video game movie. Apparently. That's very true. That's very true. Tracer was in Ready Player One, I think. Hey. Like he was in the trailer. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, what are we waiting on? The Borderlands movie? Ghost of Tsushima? Uh, see Uncharted that? movie? Uh, Tom Holland was not too high on it, apparently. Like, on the... F- what do you mean? Like, his talking about it. Like, I think he knows it's going to be a bad movie, and he oh, says it gosh. because he's really bad at hiding things, which is, like, a thing from yeah, him. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Can't oh, wait. That sucks. That's like that's that's your one shot to make a Naughty Dog game into a movie. That's like it's done. It's I, done. Guess what starts filming in July though, and I have hope for. Last of Us is gonna be good. I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. Come on, Let's come do on, it. ladies and gentlemen, please, please. Um, these games are already movies. They're not. But I'm gonna be interested. <laughs> to see. Anyway, you know what? <laughs> that's a topic for another time. Speaking of other topics, uh. Justin, MLB The Show is on Game Pass, day one. Um, that's that's exciting. 
very Outriders esque, like the same sort of situation where it's like on free on Game Pass, not uh, elsewhere. But I think it was an MLB decision, wasn't it? From what yeah, they're saying, it was not I, a Sony it's, it's thing. probably a little bit weird because, like, for a while, MLB the show has only been for PlayStation. I think since it's, it's came out, like that's the only Correct. MLB licensed game. And Sony has been the one that's been doing all the work on it, developing it, whatever, from a from a first party Sony studio, and then they're releasing it on the, they first announced they released it on xbox because uh i'm they didn't announce why necessarily but i would assume it was pressure from the mlb being like we are losing a bunch of of monies by not having yeah. it on the xbox uh but then being on game pass is even crazier to yeah. me um and you know i think I, I think uh at least i'm of the opinion that i think it's important for Sony and Microsoft to be competitive with each other because mm -hmm. I think that competition makes games better for us. And yes. you know, as much as I am I again, I've I've said it, you know it, I am a Sony fanboy. Yep. That doesn't mean I don't play Xbox though. Like right. I will play Xbox. I think Xbox I want Xbox to do well. I want them to succeed. But something like this is really strange because it it's like connecting these two things and I just don't understand like the, I, what's the benefit from Sony's side of things? I mean, they probably get some, like, obviously money is part of it, but I don't I know. I mean, like at this point? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. To, the way, and, and I, again, don't have any, like, articles pulled up here, but I remember reading somewhere that, like, they were not maybe stoked about it. I, and, and, and and that they were like, yeah, this is 100% not us. This is an MLB thing. We probably would prefer it not to be that way. So I'm curious, I'm curious, what is the future then of MLB The Show? Because, I mean, I know that's a pretty big annual sports franchise that comes out every year. And that's what, Santa Monica City? No, not Santa Monica. Uh, San Francisco? Sunny. I'm not sure. Um, I think, because if, if I'm correct, I think the Sony's not doing the publishing for the Xbox version. That makes sense. I mean that that definitely I mean, seems like something's not great with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, it, yeah. Go on. And it's like it's the MLB the show too. It's not like it's been a bad baseball game. Like it it was the class of baseball games, even though it's the only one. But part of the reason why it became the only one is because it was the best one. Um, uh, and do you ever play backyard baseball? I did. I'm gonna say that's better than yeah. MLB the show. That was pretty good. Were those MLB the, players? No. What? No. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, like when they're younger, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome if they were to like, what were you like as a kid? Um, Balkanerko? Is he still in MLB? <laughs> no, it's not even MLB, is he? It doesn't matter. You were saying. Um, the so xbox posted on uh their website uh, uh, kind of announcing this and there's a line in here that's very telling to me um and i'm actually kind of worried about where mlb the show is going to go after this if this is how they're marketing it, and this is what they're saying they said um and this is from news.xbox.com i'm assuming that's a microsoft website just based on the news.xbox.com yeah. <laughs> news.xbox.com cool. that's them yeah. yeah they said um as we said from the beginning this is an incredible moment for all of us and bringing the franchise to more players and baseball and baseball fans is something that we at mlb mlb players inc and xbox are all excited about did you hear any omissions heard one big one what, what, what would it be 
Yeah, so Sony's not really there <laughs> talking about how excited they are. But at the same time, well, I guess because it's the developer. I'm like going back and forth because like part of me is like, well, yeah, why would Sony want to be in an Xbox press release? You know, like I mean, like I, I get the brand loyalty stuff. I get the brand like we are this brand, you are that brand. So like part of me says, okay, why would they want to be in there? But then the other part of me is like, well, they made the damn game. <laughs> like they made it. So. Right. Yeah, maybe they should be like. like so, what does that mean? Excited. Like, uh, because I looked it up. So it's San Diego Studio, which San Diego, Sony owns, is. right? Yes. So it's San Diego Studio. They have made this game. They have been making this game. What will happen if MLB is like you cannot make this game anymore? What's going to happen to MLB the Show? Is there going to just be an MLB game that's made not by San Diego Studios? Who's literally? I'm looking here. Uh, like they've made MLB the Show. The last game they made was Starblood Arena. Um, and drawn to death. Those are big games, right? Okay, I don't. Right. Okay. <laughs> you I know, uh, sorry if you like those games. <laughs> right. Uh, but like, this so, seems like to be like to, yeah. what they like their bread and butter as a company. Uh, yeah. It's like you know they've been making baseball games their whole career. They're successful. All of a sudden, you're gonna pull that away from them. Like, I, I, I think getting this game and if it's a good game, getting it to more people is good. Mm-hmm. I just worry with how it's sounding and how I don't hear more of. San Diego Studios is happy to announce with yeah. the Xbox company. Like that that's just worrisome for that uh like game studio. Like what's going to happen next year? Well, I'm curious. I'm curious uh about what you think about this. To me, like no pun intended, it sounds like the MLB might be like well, balls in your court, Sony. You can continue developing this game in this game series for us and we will you know it's going it's not going to be an exclusive to the playstation anymore um or you can or we can go somewhere else for that and and, i mean that's when you know those that those big things that you're talking about start to go on but like i'm curious do you think it is sony making the decision to be like yeah we don't want to make these games anymore if if they're not going to be exclusive or do you think that's mlb saying we don't want you to make it. It's, we want it to be. It, I would. I, I, I'm not inside baseball here or anything like that. But <laughs> okay, I'm right. absolutely. I'm absolutely certain it's the MLB being the one here, being like, we don't have to give you these licenses anymore. We can take this away from you. It's either you agree to do this. Um, again, you'll be compensated. It's not like they're like sitting there like a monster, <laughs> right, like right, smoking right. a cigar. Right? Eh, I want to take this away from you forever, say. Like, like. It, they're the ones with the power here as, as the MLB mm-hmm. for this license. And, you know, if you're Sony, they're not going to just be like, well, we don't need you uh, because uh, I'm sure there's a couple hundred developers who who do, in fact, need them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's and, like a whole studio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that that is where it comes from. And I can't blame the MLB for doing that. I can't blame Sony for doing that. Mm-mm. I just w- wonder how long this relationship is going to last, if that's the case. Right. And, and I mean, and even if it will last, which I have to imagine it's probably a little terse in those meetings. Slightly. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I'm curious about this. And like, what's interesting is like, I don't care about baseball. I'm not gonna play this game. Yeah, but like, no, I think it, it, it could be, it could be free on my, I could have it beamed into my head without even <laughs> right. opening up a system. And I would still not, tr- I would flip <laughs> the station, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, but I think that the precedent there is interesting. And I think that it is starting to show a little bit of the hand of the industry by, I, I think this story sort of goes hand in hand with uh, Outriders coming to Game Pass. 
not the same situation, obviously, because you have a first party Sony studio making the game. Um, but you have more big AAA games coming to Game Pass day one. And then you look at sort of what Sony's doing. Okay, well, Oddworld Soulstorm day one for free Game Pass subscribers. Like, I, I would equate like Oddworld and Game Pass together as like, these are games that I would not buy day one, but I would play day one given the opportunity in this way. So I'm curious what, if anything, Sony is going to do to sort of try and tip that balance a little bit more. I mean, Avengers is on PS Now. That's something I saw, but like I don't know if that's... <laughs> A selling point? <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't know, like... PS Now is sort of a joke, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially when it comes, like, comparing PS Now to with, like, Game Pass. Yeah. Like, not even a question. Um, so I'm curious about how it's all going to shake out and if Sony is going to do anything sort of as a move in that way. Because I think I said it last week or maybe the week after, the week before, because you had asked about, like, what is Sony's move or Xbox's move after something happened. Yeah, oh, it was oh, what, oh, what oh. Sony's move after um, them buying Bethesda. Because that right, became right. official, yeah. Yeah, and I was kind of like, I, I don't think they need a move. Like, I think that they are sort of independent from each other and, and they have their own things and, and that... Microsoft bought Bethesda as a response to Sony having all these exclusive titles. Um, so like, I don't, uh, I still stand by that. And I don't think Sony necessarily needs to do anything to respond to this. Cause I think there are plenty of other selling points to have a PS PlayStation as well. But um, I'm, I will be curious to see if there is any sort of move that they make or if they're going to be like, all right, fine, we're doing space baseball now. Um, <laughs> like, like we're, you know what I mean? We're going to do, we're going to make our own baseball games. Uh, sorry, MLB <laughs> teaming up with the guys who made baseball to make an actual video game and not just the, the like betting and stuff. That would actually be kind of cool. That would be actually, you've come up with an idea here. Uh, just cut this out of the podcast. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to mail this to myself. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, got it. Um, that's how copyright works. That's what I learned in school. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's just more good things for Game Pass. Uh, uh, as much as I yeah. love Sony and and that stuff, I could talk about Game Pass till I'm blue in the face. Um, and I think Outriders, I you know, I, they probably paid like more money than they should for Microsoft <laughs> to be like, please take this because yeah. now it's the conversation piece. And uh, I think so many people are playing it. Maybe not just because it's on Game Pass, but I'm sure people. I mean, this was announced after the beta happened, right? So after it was getting kind of yeah. lukewarm responses and this happens, and I was like, oh, of course I'm going to play that. Like, why would I not? It was a one-two punch of being like, try the demo. Did you think it was fine? Play the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, all right. I thought the, and that's the thing. I was like, yeah, the demo was fine. It was fine. It did not convince me to buy the game for $60. It didn't. But then being like, it's on Game Pass. Like, all right, damn, I will play that game. <laughs> like, I'll give it a try. And turns out I like the game actually more than I like the demo so do you want to hear the go. sad thing uh yes i would have bought it if it wasn't free on game pass really and i would have been playing a lot of it already i'm assuming knowing me yeah remember yeah. i bought the avengers full price just saying you did you did but like i mean those are the games you like like i am not surprised to hear that you would buy that game full price yeah and yeah like from what I, I mean again i only played the demo but from what i've heard about outriders from what I've experienced in Outriders versus what I've heard about the Avengers, like I like this game more than the Avengers without playing the Avengers. I'll get oh, there eventually. Oh, I like, but, I like, uh, I like, uh, 
I like uh, Outriders more than Avengers. I like Assassin's Creed Valhalla more than <laughs> Avengers, but I don't like the medium more than Avengers. I was going to say, but, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I don't. Um, I like I like Outriders much more than I like the medium, but they give me similar vibes about like jankiness. Yeah, jankiness and like plot stuff where I like. It's interesting. I can like excuse a lot of stuff in Outriders because I like the game, but like with the medium, it was kind of like the game is the plot. And I was like, mm, should have had a better plot. Should have had a better plot. Um, Justin, and, and the last thing here that we have to talk about today: um, seasonal games and events. You just made a very happy face. Yeah. Uh, I know that you are experiencing the Ostera Festival. Is that still going? Uh, in yeah, it's like for eight more days, apparently, because it's like a spring event, not just an Easter event, though they have you yes. like finding yes. Easter eggs, like literally. But the Ostera Festival is like a thing, yeah. I think. Yeah. Like it's not it's not connected to Easter at all. Or I might be wrong, but well, like it's, it's like a spring it's, festival. Yeah, it's a spring right? festival. Yeah, yeah. It's not connected to Easter, but like. You know, around this time, like it just seems, oh, look, I'm going to get get some eggs and get them here to get put some flowers in my beard. Similarly, when I was playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, there was the Yule Tide Festival, which was the Christmas one. Um, similar kind of thing. I don't even know if did, was Christ were there around, cookies around. Then? Did you have to like put milk next to the cookies? Was that the thing they made you do? Uh, they did. No, I had a drunken fight with a bunch of people. <laughs> oh, OK, <laughs> so true. literally the <laughs> similar, same festival, it sounds like. Kind huh? of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I got into a drunken brawl. Um, but, uh, is there like a lot there or is it just sort of, I'm going to, you got I'm gonna the be, Etsy, not the Etsy, Altair clothes. I'm going to be honest. I thought it was just part of my settlement expansion <laughs> yeah. at first. I was like, cause I came back from like a big story mission. I just had cleared something and I come back here and there's like beauty everywhere. And I was like, Ooh, what is going on? And they're like, here, have a drink with me. Punch this guy, do this thing, find these eggs. And I was like, Ooh, and I didn't even like realize it. And I should have, <laughs> but I'm an idiot yeah. apparently. Um, so I probably spent like two hours just doing all these little things to do it. Like I had to like, like ward off ghosts. One of the fun things was someone had to like be the queen of the event. I forget what the name of it was. And you had to like get uh, some kind of like beasts, like ornament to like put on okay. her crown. So you go to find this like terrifying beast that's been attacking everyone. It turns out it's a chicken. It's like a killer chicken, <laughs> like a normal sized chicken That's that funny. you just had to kill. And it had a lot of hit points considering it was a chicken. Uh, so then you just like did that. And then you you gave the the chicken feathers to um, her. She put it on her thing. She's like, oh, it must have been a terrifying beast. And you're like, yeah, I guess. Yes. Very scary. <laughs> very big. Um, they, will, they will sing. They will sing of my victory here for generations to come. And I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it for two hours. I mean, there wasn't that much combat stuff, but it was just yeah. kind of like extending some of the side quests. It made you run around your settlement and do a couple things here and there. Um, mm -hmm. I thought, again, I, I made a joke about saying like you could buy, like you basically do these uh, tasks and you get these coins that you can use to buy seasonal based yeah. things. And they can be like things to decorate your settlement. Big deal. Um, it could be like tattoos, like uh, some cosmetic like beard and, and hair headbands and stuff like that uh but you know it got me playing this stuff and there was a fun archery contest that made me realize it really is not that fun to pull the bow in that game uh kind of no. kind of not that accurate it doesn't seem not my aiming my aiming sucks anyway but like just when i feel like i'm pressing the bow it doesn't always press depends on what uh, what kind of bow you get mm, because i got the one i started bow, with because <laughs> uh, it basically it's basically a pea shooter it's like there's no reason to have that uh it's pretty bad but you get the um the hunter bow 
It's like a sniper. It like zooms oh, way bow, in. You mean. Oh, predator bow. Mm. Excuse me. Zooms way in, does way more damage, and it feels like you're actually shooting someone with an arrow. Because um, that other one, it's just like you're pl- like just like slowly chipping away at someone's health, and it's like you just got shot with an arrow. Like <laughs> I know, I know we're not like the most realistic game here, but like you have four arrows sticking out of you. <laughs> like, come on. Um, yeah, yeah. I did. I did some of the Christmas stuff. The excuse me, the Yule stuff. Um, with with that game. Happy Christmas. Around then, I've got presents. It's almost a Harry Christmas. <laughs> Harry Christmas, everyone. Um, but the uh, the I didn't like engage with it a whole lot because I was sort of like on the tail end of getting that game done, and I was I was ready to be done. Um, but I did have a drunken brawl, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I don't think it would bring me back to the game specifically, but it was a nice little two hour diversion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's kind of and, and I'm sure we've talked about this before. It seems like Ubisoft is trying to make this also sort of be like the division or uh, I'm sure Far Cry does this sort of stuff, too, where like they're trying to get people to come back because they've sort of seen the future as li- like live service games, uh, which I mean, fine, <laughs> please don't. I don't want all games to be live service games, which is why it sort of feels a little shallow. At least it did to me for Assassin's Creed, because it's kind of like there's really no other elements to this in the game. So, like, you know, how much time am I actually going to spend here? But uh, I do I do like those seasonal things. Do you? Oh, yeah, I do. I do, too. Uh, I I like them when they're when they're when they're games that I might check daily and it's like a a content update. And uh, I I, the the thing that like sticks out to me the most would be Pokemon Go. And Mm. I know it's not necessarily like they don't have like an Easter event or something like that, but I get jacked whenever I'm like looking at my home screen because, yes, Pokemon Go is still on my home screen on my iPhone Um, and they have like a new like background image on it. And I'm like, what happened here? And Mm -hmm. then I'll click on it and I'll be be like a new like loading screen and you're like ooh, what's this this about oh look it's a different version of charizard or like right now it's like some like summer exploring thing and then sure, it's just sure. like oh it's a new thing that came out and you know you see a pikachu with a little headband on and you're like oh look at that it's uh it's a summer thing going on right now yeah. um and i think for games like that it just keeps content fresh and it keeps coming back and it it's like a good like way to get you interested in a game like that and to start that uh, start going mm-hmm. and speaking of pokemon go animal crossing it that that's how they marketed that uh like animal crossing is forget new horizons like that one's you know been out for a year like i have a lot of memories of like playing animal crossing on holidays because it was so exciting because it sort of like helped enhance the spirit you know like Mm -hmm. i played that game on new year's eve where they have the countdown clock i played that game on like christmas eve on on easter obviously there's the easter one that we're going to talk about in a second here from new horizons but like i think that game does a spectacular job because it 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 differentiates itself a little bit from those other like life sim games by being a one-to-one time like recreation does that kind of make sense yeah because you know stardew valley i'm sure has a christmas thing i'm sure has an easter thing i'm sure has a spring festival whatever but you're probably not experiencing that on Christmas. And if you are, it is not like a super long right, time, right. you know? Um, and even like with new horizons too, I think what they did was smart was they prevented you from time traveling to those events. Like they didn't like have the, the thing up. So like if, when you bought the game last summer, mm-hmm. you could not 
fast forward ahead to uh, the Christmas or whatever. Christmas or whatever, um, because they didn't have that stuff downloaded yet. So they really made it. Uh, oh, this is like that, a specific event thing, which is kind of cool. Because like in Animal Crossing, like you could play around with time if you wanted to, in like the GameCube one, and like time travel to Christmas and be like, oh look, it's Christmas and everything. Yeah. But in in New Horizons, they kind of gated that off to really make it an event for people to come back and and go to. Um, I would say, though, me, if you go to my island on Animal Crossing right now, I still have last year's Bunny Day stuff set up because I never <laughs> went back after it. <laughs> I played that game probably until June or so. July uh, must have been July. And then um, it, it broke. It yeah. just it's, something snapped. Oh, I, I hopped in for uh, October for some of the Halloween stuff and then just never. Like I did never. it one day and I was like, hey, guys, I'm alive. And then I never went back to it. If, um, I felt guilty. There's cockroaches everywhere. They're like, we missed you. Yeah. I want to leave the island. I'm like, good, leave. I'm not coming back. And I just yeah, turn yeah. off the system. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I'm sure they love that. But yeah. it makes me sad thinking about my guys just hanging out in there. I can't I deli- like, I, I can't get it off of my switch because I, like, I just I feel bad. There weren't many that I, I like was in lo- were in love with. Like I, I was sure. trying to get I was trying to get a couple um, uh, like uh, my girlfriend got the best character cube. Cube, which is Who's a little penguin. Cube? It's a little, pe- little little tubby penguin character. Okay. Um, and uh, he just says he always is making messes and having things on his clothes. And um, she gave him a pair of night vision goggles. So sometimes it'll be like the you know noon, and he'll be walking around town <laughs> with night vision goggles on. That's my boy Cube. Oh, I like this Cube. He's got the little plus eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fun. Yeah, Elena had a lot of good characters. She had Hornsby. He's a big. Uh, <laughs> he's a big. Um, rhinoceros who in his house he just says garbage. This <laughs> is gar- Elena was in there. She's like, Hornsby, is this your house? Like, <laughs> throw away this garbage. <laughs> um, that's a good game. But I, I, I love that about day. that. Uh, yeah. I love that about that. How each character has their own like unique house, and some of them are like ridiculous like that. I think t- cubes are like toys. Sure, sure. They're all set up like like a child's house, but that I think that's a clever thing. But yeah, go back to Bunny Day. Sorry, <laughs> with with Bunny Day, like it's so interesting. That was the first like major event for Animal Crossing, um, which was a game that came out at the right time. You, you know what I mean? Like it was the perfect time for what was going on in the world and, and all this sort of stuff. And it was the big the first big event for that. And what I think is a little unfortunate is that people reacted very poorly to it. Like people really didn't like it. Um, and I thought it was fine until. Uh-oh. Until you start realizing, like, what it is. Because there's, like, you collect these eggs, and if you haven't played it, you collect these eggs, and you spend the eggs on, um, like, bunny day furniture <laughs> and whatever. And, like, there are, like, eggs that are buried underground, so you think you're going to find a fossil. Nope, you got an egg. You think you're going to catch a fish up? Oh, nope, you got an egg. Um, so that was where it started to be like, Bunny Day, like, I'm on board with you. I'm excited that you're here. Whatever, what was the bunny's name? Zip? Zipper? Zipper. Zippo? Zipper. Zipper. Because um, he had a big zipper on his back. What happens if you pull it? Does he die? I so that's the question, it. Justin. Pull the zipper. Kill it. Kill so bunny. It's, zipper is actually um, in the other Animal Crossing games. And can you pull the, can you pull the zipper? Well, so the weird thing is, in the first games, you thought it was Isabel. In in uh, New Leaf, you thought it was Isabel because she's not in Town Hall that day. Um, it, it's like 
clearly someone is in a bunny suit. Yeah. But then in, in this case, like, like because they have like little yeah. lines about like, oh, it's hot in here or whatever. Uh, but ne- weirdly enough, in this game, Zip's there. The zipper. I mean, it could be someone else. Obviously, it's if it's a suit. But uh, Isabel is in town hall. So it's like unclear about who exactly um, who exactly this person is. But yeah, it was unfortunate. And I felt bad for the people at Nintendo because I'm sure they worked really hard to to like make this first event be really cool and then people just hated it. But I think they like made the drops way less because people really did not like how that yeah, went. Yeah, like uh, everywhere cuz like, that was still so early in the game and people trying to develop their settlements and stuff at yeah, that point. Yeah. So it's like you're trying to get iron it just like, "Up, oh, another damn rock egg." Were you hot or cold on Zip when he was around in Animal Crossing? I mean, he's back or she, who whoever they are, excuse me, uh is back. But were you hot or cold on them? Uh, Zipper's kind of creepy. Um, I, I have a very like uh, I'm shy. I, I bet you're not shocked to know this, but um, I had a I have a very like weird um, character in Animal Crossing. Like whenever I go to someone's island, I would just like I would put the poop hat, hat on and I okay. would just say like one word things, like food. Help. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff. You're a fun guy, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I would I would go and like make signs that say kill bunny uh, oh, all over oh the gosh. island and oh then I'd, I'd try to get I try to end the zipper problem. Um, I, I didn't think Nintendo uh, Nintendo programmers would would do enough. Uh, so I thought I'd take matters into You'd my take own, it hands. In your own hands. Yeah, but that's when I realized it wasn't that kind of game. <laughs> no, yeah. So you you stockpiled axes and then you realized, unfortunately, yeah. you know, it's not that kind of game. Uh, that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. Are there like uh, are there any other games that you associate with these sort of things? Because I I definitely associate Overwatch uh, with that because I played a lot of that and, and those were a lot of fun because. It was all cosmetic stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like it was everyone was wearing their winter, Christmas time, whatever time outfits um, for matches and stuff. And it was all just cosmetic, you know, and, and I it just added to like the season a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that's just so cool. That's why I think a game like Overwatch and I guess even like Apex to a point um, like games that that your cosmetics have nothing to do with the gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's just such a cool like time and place thing, uh, because if if I'm correct, like you don't have to buy anything in Overwatch to get these skins. You just have to like probably grind a long time you in order to get up. some of them. Right. Right. Like, level up or you could buy them. But like that still is just like such a cool way to have that like badge of honor or that, something to work for. Like specifically yeah. in a game like Overwatch, like you're going to want to come and play. You want like you want to have a reason to come back and play that game. Um, and these new events and stuff and getting that one skin like really makes people want to play that game. Uh, like I remember the Olympics when the, those were out, they had yeah, like yeah, all the Olympic really good ones. Yeah. All the cool, like Olympic skins for them. And it's just kind of like a cool little addition to it. Though I have to say as someone who's played overwatch, you know, maybe 20 hours of my life, which is nothing. Um, I'm very confused when people have all these like rare skins on their characters. Yeah. Cause I'm like, who are you? Oh wait, you're that character. <laughs> Not even realizing like what's happening. Uh, right. But I do feel like that game can be like kind of a, a sensory overload kind of thing uh, mm-hmm. at times. But uh, I will I, say this about what, what's cool with that, too, is like, you know, it's been five years since Overwatch came out. Um, and if you wanted to, you could be like, oh, I've that guy has the Christmas skin for Widowmaker from 2019. I've got it from the 2020 version like they're different, but like I think that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? And that is, again, another reason to keep coming back. And 
you played last year at Christmas, so come back wearing your Christmas stuff. Like, you know, if even if you don't unlock any of the loot boxes that have the Christmas uh, outfits in them, like, you still got something to wear. You know, like, I, that, I think that's fun. I think that's cool. And, and and they're they're more creative too than just like necessarily having like holiday events too. They have like almost yeah. like events for um I mean the Olympics is not necessarily a holiday, but that's an event to like come back to and do that stuff. And they just yeah. have like, you know, summer stuff. They have a whole bunch of different like themed, you know, outfits. So just such such a cool thing. Do they also um and you might know this better because I think you mentioned one time they had like a PVE event. Is that is that a thing that they would do around these holidays? Um if, if, I'm, I'm curious if they were around the holidays or if they were around like um, just Overwatch events. For example, right now, today started off um, the Overwatch Archives event, which basically um, you can unlock old skins. Oh, which I think is a really cool way to do it. You can unlock literally, old skins. Like, you know. Yeah, literally. And um, it also brings up like uh, old, old game modes and events. So you can play some of the old PVE matches that like were sort of a one-time deal now. Um, but those were not like, at least to my memory, it was never like the jingle bell rumble. Oh wait. Yes, there was. Cause there were like, there were, um, Halloween ones for sure. Yes. So maybe, so yes, there, <laughs> it took me a second there. Yes. We got there, but like I, I was, I was, I was following you every, every line of that reasoning. So I'm, I'm down with that. Um, Yes, they they do have holiday themed ones. I don't know if it's every holiday uh, has has stuff. For example, there were like a bunch of Olympic skins, as you mentioned, but I don't think there was like an Olympic PVE mode. I think it was just the cool skins. What was this might again, this is me being stupid. So sorry for people who are like, I've studied everything on Overwatch for the past seven years, even though it's not that long. Um, Wasn't Lucio Ball something that happened too? wasn't that a thing? Oh, that might have been that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> but no, wrong. but I think like that stuff is really cool. Like that's not a PvE yeah. thing necessarily, oh, but that's yeah, like, yeah, another yeah. way to come back and play something. And they're kind of like fully fledged game modes and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. That that's pretty cool. And you know, for for those, is Overwatch a live service game? But for a game like that, like that, you're just kind of playing the same kind of maps over and over again with different characters and stuff. The more that you can bring people back in, the better. And I think that's why when we played Apex, I was so kind of like down on it, considering how high I was on Fortnite because there's just so much going on in Fortnite, like there's so many different things to do that it just gives you like if you get bored of one thing you can do something else so the more you can go back with these games and the more these seasonal events bring you back in i think the better it is yeah i i totally know what you mean though um i i'm ready for overwatch 2 bring it come on please be good i'm based on what we saw a couple months ago it looks like it's nowhere close (laughs) i know I know. And they said not to expect it in 2021. Um, so I assume we're not getting it for another year yeah, or so. They don't, yet, don't seem but, like a company that's like, surprise, it's out tomorrow after they said it won't come out this year. I'm pretty sure right. if they say it's not coming out this year, we're lucky if it's going to come out next year. Yeah, yeah. But I'm ready for it. I want I want it to be good. And, and I, yeah, anyway. Um, yes, I associate a lot of like those holiday events with, with Overwatch. Um, didn't they do, wasn't there like a Death Stranding thing? Oh, it's just on your birthday. On your birthday, there's a little cake. I didn't play Death Stranding, so I don't know. You gotta play Death Stranding. Like I know, like that's man. one of those that like I I don't want to like hold it up on uh like the near automata level because it ain't like that. But it's like that kind of weird and like a an oddly like addictive gameplay loop that you would be like you're just carrying stuff on your back across like you're walking. That's the that's the mechanic is you you have a balance mm-hmm. meter. Uh, they did. They did have a crossover with um. What's that Half-Life, motorcycle game? They? 
motorcycle game? The Days Gone, I thought. Oh, maybe. Like you can get a motorcycle in Days Gone that has uh, one of like BB in it, the baby. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Uh, but yeah, I think that game has like on if you play on your birthday, there's like a little cake in your house, which I think is fun. That's I a th- detail that makes sense that would be in Hideo Kojima game. <laughs> Um, speaking of that i i once once the monster cans are gone like that's like one of the things you get to like 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 get your health back or whatever yeah uh it's only like a limited time thing and eventually they do this generic thing i just miss that so much because i've never seen someone just down a can of monster with so much delight and happiness like every time we did that i was like god i need a monster right now it reminds that the way you're describing that reminds me of um in WandaVision, in one of the later episodes, she has nothing to do, so she pours some cereal and has a bowl of cereal. And I remember watching that being like, damn, I wish that were me. Like, what a, <laughs> what a fantasy, just having nothing to do and having cereal. <laughs> Same kind of thing. Just a man got nothing to do but just pound a monster. That's, that's your life, really. I mean... Mine is the nothing to do. I just pound monsters anyway. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I think these like seasonal events, there's so many different things that they can do with them. They can be something as crazy as like nice skins and yeah. um uh you know new gameplay modes. But I think uh like Splatoon 2 uh mm-hmm. or Splatoon in general, like what they have to like bring people back to this stuff, like they have their Splatfest. So I think for Halloween this year, a couple years ago, it was Team Trick or Team Treat. And something oh, as like fun. small and stupid as that and silly as that, uh, it, it brings people in, gets you talking about the holiday. And then like, I don't know if you ever uh, like uh, you're, you're not Splatooner, right? I've not played it. No, well, I've, it, I've played it, but like I've, I've never been into it. Is Splatooner a word? If not, I don't know. But you said it and I, I liked yeah. it a lot. Yeah, I liked I liked it, too. That's what I'm if you're a Splatooner, like like little things like the like uh, the Splatfest just really get people like yelling at each other. So like having people yell at each other versus like, you know, over like holiday things is just like a fun little thing that doesn't take much other than just changing a thing of text. Yeah. And maybe adding some dialogue from those two fish people everyone likes. Aren't they octopus? Are octopus fish? No. They have beaks. Fish don't have beaks. Do they have beaks? Fish? No. No, the characters. What are their names? Oh. I don't, I've never, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Uh, You walked into that. I don't, I don't know if they have, I don't know if they have beaks, but octopus, octopod, octopods have beaks. Octopi? Octopi, Yeah. Octopi have beaks. This, uh, this reminds me of that Brian Regan sketch when he's like going off about plurals. I don't know if you ever oh, listen to that moose, stand up. Yeah, yeah. Moose versus meese. Moose yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that takes me back to like my childhood. Wow. Yeah, that was that's one pretty, of the first uh, uh, CDs I had. Someone burned me a copy of his stand up awesome. set. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Um, what what is what is the future of these of these season things? Because it's interesting. Like I don't play like that many live service games. Um, so like I, I feel like my like ex- exposure to these is maybe a little bit less. Like I, I struggled coming up with a lot of like <laughs> these events that I've participated <laughs> in. Uh, to give you sort of a, a feel for that, but like, do you think is is there any like obviously we talked about ways that like people are doing it right, but is there any like games or companies or whatever that are doing it so right that it's kind of like this is what they're all going to be. <laughs> 
I, I don't think so. I, I think the the closest ones that I would say are really doing a good job of staying current with this stuff uh, would definitely be Fortnite. I mean, how how great and how like yeah. quick do they react with that? I mean, yeah, that's like a multi million, almost billion dollar industry of Fortnite itself. But like, how like they they can have these events like this year for Halloween their event had that whole thing with the ghosts in it. I don't know if you remember that thing, but like you became a ghost after you died and you could still like do stuff and like go around the map. And oh, that's like, fun. it like changed like the gameplay mechanics as a seasonal event for only a short amount of time. Like mm-hmm. that's such a cool thing for them to do. In addition to all the other stuff that they do with that, not only can you buy the skins, but they have all this other stuff. So I think like with anything, if you're looking at how to keep people coming back to your game, Fortnite is the standard for what you want to do with that because they definitely have a million different things for people to come back to. Um, but like, you know, as I was saying, it doesn't have to be something so crazy. I think the the place where this stuff doesn't have a place is in single player games, which is so weird that a game like Assassin's Creed has something like this because I don't know, I don't know who is jonesing to drink, do more of the drinking mini game right. for uh assassin's creed after like being done with it like i you know i would there be any reason for you to go back and play this uh spring event that just came out like no. i don't think so like i mean that took programming time i'm sure so it's not like it was nothing but right you know uh i, I was like even thinking like what would a cool game to have like a, a holiday event would be and i'm like what if the last of us part two had a holiday event no. you can find easter eggs throughout this map be you know the like most out of place thing <laughs> i've ever met that game it was kind of, there was like a christmas scene wasn't there with abby and owen owen sets up a little christmas tree oh yeah 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 so that could have been a fun little like they have a little they program a little diversion you gotta like decorate the tree together except you gotta find the the ornaments and then owen just stands there barely whispering over his volume and then uh everyone's like i hate abby and like you hear that in the background as all the fan sandwich they hate abby and you're like looking around like wait is that my 3d audio or is that someone in my house yelling at me as i'm playing this game how bad it is you know that that could be the the right right or they like you know program little little santa hats on everyone so at the end when she's like spoilers drowning abby like they have the little santa hats it's kind of fun and festive can you imagine um, if you had like skins in last of us <laughs> part two like in the single player <laughs> that's a good game that's a good game i'm glad that they don't uh, that's not a thing anyway um yeah i don't uh do you, justin do you want to hear what some of our listeners have to say about these festive uh, these seasonal updates for games. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. One, a Carl Reifsteck says, Calendar Man in Arkham City ha- uh, was fun. Also, the Man Bat Halloween, even in Arkham Knight. Uh, they aren't anything crazy, like the Calendar Man achievement is rough, but it adds a nice touch of world building. And I, uh, so I'm not like a huge Arkham series fan. I played Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Uh, but what I like about that is it sort of like adds something you know what i'm saying like what i appreciate about that in a way that is different than something for like say overwatch or these other more cosmetic seasonal updates is that that like actually adds something to the game yeah and it adds a little bit more of like you know as he says in, in there uh, it's a nice touch of world building and stuff like that so it, it just like they work in in tandem if you will I'm, I'm just gonna take a minute to say like how dumb are some of the batman villains calendar man <laughs> running out of days batman <laughs> <laughs> you beat him by just telling him incorrect dates uh october 50th february 30th in, batman <laughs> 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 um 
And then uh, Heather Reuse says, I have strong nostalgia for uh, and fun memories of Team Fortress 2 Halloween events. Uh, I didn't I didn't play a lot of Team Fortress 2. Did you? I didn't either. And let me tell you something. I, I when, when I saw this, I looked it up. They still have an annual Halloween event. Like their last big update was in October and it was oh, for a Halloween know? event. I didn't know this was a thing still. Team Fortress 2 is still like huge. What? Yeah. I mean, like, remember there was like all the, the hats that everyone was trading around. I assume it's probably not as big as it was, but um, yeah, that game's huge still. That's crazy. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I never got into it, but I didn't have a I've never had like a gaming PC. I tried it on the orange box and that is not. <laughs> what the, the PC the, experience the place is to do it yeah no yeah I um, can imagine if I pop that into my Xbox uh one right now not a huge player base on the system but uh I'm curious if servers are even up but I know that that <laughs> game has a lot of those sort of seasonal events I, I feel like that was really um like you look at sort of the big multiplayer games that sort of you know led the way for these other games that we have now um it, so you've got like Fortnite now, and I think what led the way to that was definitely Overwatch, and then I think Team Fortress 2 definitely, there's probably something in between there that I'm missing, but Team Fortress 2 was definitely one of those huge ones that did stuff like that. Um, and, and you know, that has tons of cosmetic stuff, like that's a lot of its big, you know, appeal and stuff, but... Uh, Polka Dot Man is a thing. In Batman? Yeah. Isn't he? I don't. I don't know enough. He was about doing Batman. stuff in Suicide Squad trailers, like throwing stuff there. Uh, that, um, that, could, that could be a fun game, you know. If I would have planned on that, is this a Batman villain or a character in Animal Crossing? <laughs> <laughs> Tad the tadpole. Uh, mm, that's probably Animal Crossing. That is Animal Crossing. He's a frog. He was my favorite villager. Um, what did I do to uh, to? celebrate him i bought him not bought him i caught him a frog and i gave it to him just to sort of fuck with his mess head mess with him <laughs> <laughs> you know, just to, like existentially freak him out well, a little speak, bit like when i first started playing that game i would get like a, a random like bug or something and then i just like give it to one of my villager friends to, like throw it away and then i saw them display it proudly in their home and i felt yeah. real bad about that i'm like that's just a basic moth i caught you don't need to put that anywhere man dang you're a monster <laughs> you're a monster but I mean, you told us about how like you behaved in that game. That's weird, dude. <laughs> dude. Anything else to add, Justin? No, I th- I, that's pretty pretty much it. I have to actually go to celebrate my uh, my 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 two year anniversary of the rescuing of my little puppy. Oh well, that's very exciting. It's rescue day today. Yeah. Oh, that's that's exciting. Is that no. rescue day? Is that in Animal Crossing? I hope they don't have puppy mills in Animal Crossing. If I'm going to make one wish about Animal Crossing, it's that's not in their canon. Well, my one wish is that you, our dear listener, enjoyed yourself in this past hour and some minutes. I know I certainly did. Not to speak for Justin, but I'm going to imagine that he did as well. Otherwise, he wouldn't keep doing this with me. I'm going to say it right now. I don't think I could convince him to do things that he doesn't want to do. Um, I'm not that... uh, I'm not great at persuading people in that way. But if you uh, enjoyed the show, 
what you could do is to help us out is you could give us a follow on Spotify, give us a follow on Apple podcasts, perhaps even leave a review or share this show with a friend. You can also interact with us on Twitter. Uh, both of our Twitter uh, ats will be in the bio of this episode and you can um, follow us or you can follow the show at HitboxPod on Twitter or send us an email at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Always remember old games are old. See you guys later. Bye. All right, that's I'll stop recording. <laughs>